Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Sometimes wrestlers walk to the ring on a TV program and just tell you they're not very happy. It sends us all crazy because we can't believe such things have spilled out from the backstage area. And of course, we talk about it forever. But why wouldn't we? The fourth wall, or so we think, is being broken. And what are some of the most infamous incidents like this? Well, I'm Simon from What Culture. Please do subscribe to the channel by hitting that button. This is 10 wrestlers that told you they were pissed. Number 10, Eddie Guerrero. Let us talk about work shoots or the art of taking something that's real and trying to work it into a wrestling storyline. It's happened a lot over the years, as it did in August 1998 with Eddie Guerrero. Stemming from the fact there had been a real-life blowout between Guerrero and head honcho Eric Bischoff, where Eddie had wound up with coffee all over himself, Latino heat stormed to the ring, and he did the same thing again. Guerrero certainly took all his real emotions and put them into a promo. I mean, it was clear he wasn't happy, but there was one issue the person he was taking umbrage with. For you see, in the late 90s, Bischoff was your typical asshole bad dude general manager, so this just came across like Eddie going after a heel authority figure. And again, don't get me wrong, he was mad. That much was obvious, but it didn't quite hit as intended. Guerrero would be pissed off with his WCW run from this point onwards before he left the company to join the WWE in 2000. And we all know what happened next. Number 9, Shawn Michaels. In your house, beware of dog not only has a stupid name, but my word, it is not good. Happening in May 1996, it was just a disaster, with WWF kind of looking like idiots after the fact. Just to make it even worse, Shawn Michaels lost his rag during the main event with the British Bulldog. This was already up against it as technical issues had wrecked the pay-per-view, mostly keeping the paying audience quite literally in the dark as they tried to watch some wrestling. And this meant by the time things were going again, fans were just annoyed and wanted to let everybody know. What I don't think they realize is who they were dealing with, aka mid-90s heartbreak kid. I mean, there was extra pressure on Michaels, who had basically been told to go and save the show, but that didn't help. He got so mad with the actions of the crowd, he yelled at them and even got properly into it with one fan. This also happened while he was meant to be selling a submission hold. Whoops. He did little to hide this, especially after the match was done as he threw a massive tantrum and stormed off. And this is quite the sight to see. If it happened now, the internet would have blown up. Number 8, Stone Cold Steve Austin. A lot of people say this incident is why WWE decided to book Brock Lesnar defeating Stone Cold Steve Austin in the King of the Ring 2002. This is also when the Rattlesnake famously decided that this was so stupid, he took his ball and went home. It was a crazy, crazy time. This had been building for months, though, ever since WrestleMania 18, because Austin had been telling people he wasn't happy with the creative being sent his way. It's why he didn't appear on the Raw the next night after that show. He was pissed off 
We should have known what was coming. Jump forward to May, however, and this went nuts. Rigging in to Bite This, a very early version of the podcast we all listen to today, Steve told Kevin Kelly and Howard Finkel that everything sucks, the direction for his persona is terrible, the direction for the company overall is worse, and the writing is substandard. I am not exaggerating either. This is what he said live on air. Austin did tie into WrestleMania and had the whole thing had been a bust, and not that surprisingly, the powers that be weren't pleased at all. It started a series of events I think they'd all love to take back. This was no fun for anyone. Number seven, Vince Russo. I am pretty sure Vince Russo would have shot from the hip every single day if he could have done, bro, because he loved it. He didn't think wrestling should be presented as anything but a, ooh, we're looking into the forbidden door form of entertainment. My word, it got old quick. It was just so silly. It really reared its head when he was brought into WCW in 2000, and the peak of it, or low point, was at that year's bash at the beach. The chaos was of such nonsense that even today I can't really tell you what they were trying to achieve, but there was a plan to do yet another work shoot between Jeff Jarrett and Hulk Hogan, where we would act like the Hulkster had refused to do business. It all seemed like this was approved, but after Hulk had left the building, Russo cut a promo on the man and just wrecked him. I mean, you can't come up with an insult he didn't say, and when he started going after Hogan's hair, well, something seemed amiss. It was quite clear Russo wasn't happy, though, and said the word bullshit about 456 times. There are so many stories about what was going on, it will hurt your brain to do the research, but what we do know is that Vinny had been eaten up and spat out by the insanity of the WCW locker room and it manifested itself live in front of the fans. Probably should have just done this backstage. Number six, Samoa Joe. This is somewhat infamous today in the sense it caused a ripple effect throughout the internet wrestling community and for some meant they learned who the hell Samoa Joe was. Never a man to shy away, Joe just raged at Turning Point 2007 right in the face of the person he was mad at. It was great. Super upset that TNA had decided to sully its ranks with former stars which were ruining it for the wrestlers of tomorrow. The catalyst for this was very real. Samoa was livid that Scott Hall, who was meant to be in the main event, had no-showed. So even though he was just meant to introduce Eric Young as the replacement he decided to get all of this out. Given Kevin Nash was in the ring, he threw some rage at him too and also called him an old man. And he finished all this by telling Dixie Carter to fire him if she didn't like it. That didn't happen, but if it had, well, it wouldn't have been that surprising. You need to see it to get an understanding of how upset Joe was, and I do get it. He and the likes of AJ Styles and Christopher Daniels were busting their ass, and yet all they got was second billings to dudes who didn't even arrive in the building. TNA knew what they were doing, they would have jumped on this. I will just leave that sentence with you. Number five, The Undertaker. I don't know what was going on with The Undertaker on the August 17th, 1999 episode of Raw. This was some hybrid version between the dead man and the future American badass who took a microphone and just went on forever telling us how dangerous he and new tag team partner The Big Show were. He talked about how they were riding bikes through a desert or killed a snake or something. It has been 21 years and I have no clue. It's also one of the reasons Chris Jericho followed up his debut promo on The Rock by turning his attention to the phenom. He kind of rightly pointed out how nonsensical this was and that it was quite dull. I mean, yeah. Sadly for Y2J, this hit a nerve with the real-life Mark Calloway, who was visibly pissed with the newcomer. He threw out some line about him having more shower time than Jericho had ring time, which is a lame comeback, and years later, Chris revealed that, yep, he had gotten under his skin. I would suppose it hit a little too close to home because this was not one of Taker's best moments. Number four, Triple H. Sometimes getting mad makes a feud even better than it would have been anyway. Say hello to CM Punk versus Triple H. You can basically search for any time they were in the ring together and find pure rage on both sides. The difference being that Hunter Hearst Helmsley clearly wasn't a fan of the voice of the voiceless 
and wanted to throttle him. It really sparked off when on one night, Punk started talking about Stephanie McMahon, how trips had always held people back, and even slapped him with his tie. CM was in full wind-up mode here, and it was fantastic. So much so, we left the world of sports entertainment behind. You just need to look at the game's face to see how he feels about all this, and he is so taken aback by it, he doesn't know what to say. He doesn't even try and get the last word in, mostly because in terms of this one, he lost... Punk had achieved his dreams. Sadly, it did feel like this came back to haunt the Chicago hero as his booking throughout the summer was just rubbish and not benefiting of a guy who had become a megastar, but still. Watching this was like sitting through some sort of hardcore drama. The anger was real. Number three, Roddy Piper. I am pretty sure Roddy Piper agreed to do a shot with TNA just to promote his book. The rowdy one seemed to enjoy the adulation he got from the crowd in December 2002, but as soon as Vince Russo was inserted into the equation... Oh boy. Instantly, Piper verbally jumped on him, saying that he was far from a creative genius, and even went as far as to blame him for Owen Hart's death. Whatever his thoughts, this was not the platform to air it, and every single person watching was slightly uncomfortable. How could you not be? It's the sheer shift in his speech that will get you too. It's all fun and games, and then somebody loses an eye, and we go from Happy Times 9000 to pure nightmare. This must have been planned to some degree as Russo comes out to retort, but given Roddy asks him... Did you kill Owen Hart? Well, I'm sure you could imagine. It ends with Roddy smacking him with the mentioned book, and unsurprisingly, there was no follow-up to this. I would guess everybody in TNA decided giving a live mic to Piper in the future would be a really, really bad idea. Number two, Vampiro. The ending of Triple A Triple Mania 26 was yet another strange happening in the world of wrestling. The idea was to have a ring full of bad guys, including Jeff Jarrett and Conan, when commentator Vampiro would jump in the ring to confront them. As they were waiting for him, though, Vamp started waving them off as if to say they had to stall as he wanted his music to start playing. When it didn't, he yelled into the microphone that someone better start his theme, and it was one of the most awkward moments of all our lives. It got worse when he lost his rag and started to shout, where's my effing music? And these F-bombs continued for some time. Matt Stryker tries desperately to say this by saying Vampiro wants to wait till the fans knew he was coming, but that's like saying ice cream would make for a good pair of shoes. What does it even mean? Why Vampiro, a veteran at this stage, didn't just go with it, I'll never know. I suppose he just really wanted to hear ACDC's Back in Black. Number one, Charlotte Flair and Nia Jax. A far more recent one, this was just crazy. Happening back in September of 2021 on Raw, Charlotte and Nia fell out live on air. Ah, dear. It wasn't just one mistake either. The pair got into some legitimate argument in front of the cameras as the match basically stopped. For whatever reason, Flair decided Jax was being too rough, whereas Nia felt like Charlotte had deliberately broken the first rule of wrestling, and you can actually see them refusing to work with one another. It is wild. They did get back to it for Nia to pin Flair to set up a title match the following week, but nobody cared or remembered that. We all wanted to know what had happened here, which was a serious breakdown of communication. And I never want to see anything like this again. It made my tum-tum feel too wibbly-wobbly. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.